Welcome to another episode of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Burja. Today's guest is a multidisciplinary artist whose creative practice scopes throughout sculpture, performance, video art and printmaking. His work explores varying ideas and concepts such as merging the earth with humans, the limits of the physical body, ethereal moments, sexuality, masculinity and the interaction between artist and audience. Based in Perth, Western Australia, his work aims to interact with viewers consciously and subconsciously, inviting them to look at the earth, themselves, body and sexuality in various ways. This intriguing work displays itself in incredibly entertaining ways, with our guest being known for his daring circus and burlesque acts. So much so, so much so, I'll get it right at some point, so much so, he's currently your reigning mix burlesque 2022, it's Matthew Pope. Hello. How are we? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited. I got through 85% of the intro before I stuffed up. Damn it. (laughs) That's better than my ATAR score, honestly. Hey, here we go. (laughs) Better than mine too. (laughs) Hi, class of 2012. We're in the Hi. <laughs> well, I went to university. Yeah. Yes. The one that you don't have to supply your ATAR score for. <laughs> it's true. You just, you, well, Whopper, you audition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you don't go like, here it is. Oh. I promise it's okay. You don't actually show them your score. See, I went to ECU, Mount Lawley, like hmm. right where Whopper is, and I yeah. did the same thing. I was like, I can audition. Yeah. I'll do a flip. And they're like, no, you're no. fine. Can we just have the bit of paper? Yeah. Thank you. That tells yeah. us that you're allowed Can in. you paint? <laughs> You said, <laughs> I said, sure. I can do it. Sure. I'll give it a go. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, is, um, what does can mean specifically <laughs> to you? <laughs> do you mean well or do you mean just the ability of holding a brush? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great. That's great. No, we're all very smart here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give yeah. us, oh, that's great. I talked a bit off air about just like how we establish all of your awesome credentials. <laughs> and what I've done is establish them and then just torn yep. them down in the first minute. Yep, this that's podcast. fine. We're good. It's good yeah, to great. go. Yeah, that's how this show works. Um, they were expose, uh, exposing. <laughs> <laughs> they were exposing. Exposing <laughs> artists uh, for what they really are, <laughs> which is very needy little beans like myself. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm supposed to ask one question. Okay. Um, I'm very bad at it. I'm very bad at my one job that I gave myself a year ago. <laughs> I was supposed to ask, like, why burlesque or why circus? But I think what is more interesting for you is, like, why performance-based mm. art when obviously you dabble and work in other forms of art mm. as well? Mm. I think for me, I was always a little energetic ball mm. of just chaos. Yeah. And so I always wanted to be moving. And I started doing gymnastics from a young age, and that kind of slowly led me to do circus. And once I started to explore my creative side artistically, mm. whether that was through like visual art, performance art, that always started to kind of slowly blend into what I was doing physically, whether yeah. that was through circus or through just like random movement. So starting to really hone in on my circus abilities, I was able to then hone in on kind of bringing the creativity into a physical kind of Mm. scope sense, yeah. I guess. So were you always like choreographing these movements oh. from a younger age? Or oh, were you yeah. just sort of going with whatever felt right in the moment? A little a little bit of both. Yeah. Like my mum and dad would literally be watching me from morning until night, just outside on the trampoline, making up little stupid dance, like routines, <laughs> gymnastics to like my Cirque du Soleil CDs. And it was yeah. one of those, it was like, it was one of those things. Where I was, Cirque yeah, CDs. always, always doing that. So when I started to go, especially in uni, mm. when I was having the, I guess, structure of like 
what is your, what is it you want to do? What's your praxis? What yeah. do you, what do you want to like look mm-hmm. at? What do you want to research? What's your mission statement? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, <I'm> tumbling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elevator pitch, go. <laughs> Things like that. I was then like, oh, I am looking at my art from this kind of two dimensional standpoint. Mm. And this is very like on paper, what I want to do. I want to bring that to like a three dimensional and then in terms of four dimensional kind of like full performance experience. And then with more experience in circus and fringe and burlesque and things like that. I slowly started to like find my little vibe and find where I wanted to take things and how I wanted to portray what I feel inside and give it to people on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you feel this too? Here it is. Is Does this relate with you? And they're like, no, no no one has ever felt this feeling before. It's just you. I'm like, you know what? It's fine. (laughs) That's okay. It's fine. I'm still going to show you. (laughs) (laughs) So your ideal... um, show then would like be a complete immersive experience from the moment an audience enters a space? Like how would you curate that sort of thing? Yeah. So when um, I was doing my honours in performance art, I did a piece called How Is Something So Calm, So Chaotic? And it was essentially me trying to, oh, here we go, artsy wanky yes, time. Yes, come on. Let's, let's do it. I asked the question Good for a reason. Morning. <laughs> So it was essentially me trying to create an environment Mm -hmm. that when the audience walks in, they think that they are doing things based on their own judgment and their own like willpower. Mm. But in, in like reality, I set everything up. So I had like live video cameras that were projected in different areas of the space. So when you walk through the space, you would see what someone's doing in the front gallery and then you can go to the back and there's Mm. like little rooms. And then I had like objects everywhere. And I was basically the artist and the object just standing there in just the space, allowing people to kind of do whatever they want to me. Mm. But I had like little instruction cards. So you could either just go in and cause havoc by yourself Or you could follow the instructions very, like, methodically and do that. And so it was a nice way of this kind of circular, the artist creates the space, which the audience reacts to, and Mm. then the audience is reacting to the audience, reacting to the artist (laughs) who's being reacted to (laughs) by the audience, and the space is getting moved. Like, it's like the whole, like, interchangeability of these kind of experiences and interactions. And I took a lot from that when I brought it into like circus and burlesque as well, like Mm. trying to connect with the audience, trying to make something that isn't just look at me taking off my clothes and pants. Like I I, (laughs) I love, I have so many routines like that. And I just pants. Yeah. We love it. I love it. Yep. Yep. Give me the press stud tape and I'm good to go. Yes. Um, Yeah. I have heaps of things like that, but then I also have um, some performances that I did like at mixed burlesque. Mm. My unique was really personal to me in like a kind of emotional sense and hoping to, I don't know, just touch people with that side of the performance. I think um, your Mixed Burlesque performance, if anybody hasn't seen it, I would highly recommend that they look it up. It's available on YouTube, I believe. Um, It's very incredible, but it also bucked against everything people expected you to do in that moment. Yes. And I would love for you to talk Mm -hmm. a little bit on that because Mm -hmm. as an audience member, I went, oh, we're going to get – no, we're not. Mm -hmm. That's even more camp. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I – was talking with my my good old friend Sugar Du Jour, <laughs> the Sugar. one, the only. I'm gonna start a tally for how many I- times Sugar gets called out on this show. Oh, no. Sugar call out number four hundred and sixty two. <laughs> take a drink, take a shot. <laughs> um, yeah, I was chatting with her, and we were just like, kind of, and this was, I think, a year or two before mm. I was really considering doing Miss Burlesque, yeah. and I was I was fully prepared to be like, I will follow the rules to a T, I'll do a gown, I'll do a classic, I'll do it. Like, I'll do it. I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. And then I was talking with her and 
we were just kind of discussing the things that I could do. And she was always like, oh, if you like, you know, pop in a handstand, it'd be like, that'll be amazing. Like you can do this. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, easy. I can do that. And then I got like Melanie, she, the producer of Mix Burlesque uh, Australia, she messaged me and she was like, hey, like, you know, a little birdie told me that you're thinking of performing. Would you like any help with applications? I was like, yes, yes I'd cool. love to do it. Like, you know, send me everything. I'll fill it out. It'd be great. And then. Thank you for giving me that final yeah, push. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I was like, oh, I don't know if I should do it. I don't know if I should do it. And then when I saw that it was going to be combined to mix, mm. I was like, oh, yes, yes yeah. let's do it. I think this is a time. Um, yeah. And then. When I started to think about the kind of acts that I wanted to do, mm. I was like, oh, I'll do like a split here and I'll yeah. do a handstand and I'll do a flip. And I fully choreographed trying to take off like something in like whilst <laughs> doing a backflip. Yep. And I was like <laughs> training it and I was doing this and I was like, no, I don't think I need to do it because I don't want to, I don't want to kind of rely on what everyone knows me for, mm. which is circus, which is kind of acrobatics. Yeah. I, if I'm going to enter a burlesque competition... I would like to put my best my best burlesque foot forward. Awesome. Yeah. And I just wanted to not only do it for myself to show myself and say, I can do this without relying on like a split, a handstand or this yeah. or that. But I also wanted to do it to respect the art of burlesque mm. and respect the competition as a whole because the kind of change of Miss and Mister being mm. changed to Mix, I was like, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing this as creatively as I can to show that to mm. the outside public, but also to do it as respectfully as I can because I'm only very new to burlesque. I've, yeah. I've been doing burlesque for, maybe for like two or three years wow. now. So it hasn't even been that. It's been a like, very immersive experience yeah, for you. Pretty though, much, yeah. yeah. I've like I've I've fallen into the deep end and I'm like <laughs> keeping myself down there. Yeah. Like I love it so much. <laughs> How long can I hold my breath for? Let's nah, I don't out. care, it's too bright. <laughs> um yeah, so I wanted to do that as respectfully as I could because I loved seeing it. Like I would I would go over a year to yeah. the competition and it was just so much fun. And seeing everyone like bring their A game, it was just such an amazing and then the community. Yeah. As a whole is yeah. just what, like there, there's nothing else. There's a reason that we continue to pop up more and Absolutely. more schools and it's, yeah, it's because of the community base definitely. Yeah, it's so nurturing and like supportive just in its entirety. Yeah. And so when I was doing the competition, I was like, I am going to do the competition and I'm going to show people that like I'm not here to just like, eh, here's a flip, let's go. <laughs> oh, look at my butt. I wanted to do it to be like I want to pursue burlesque and mm. I am serious about it. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. I love that. So the prop that you did bring mm. in, can you describe it a bit for our listeners? Yeah. So it was essentially, so there was like a slight bit of technical issues when I got there on the day, ah, but okay. you know what? But we worked it. We worked it out. We figured it out. Um, so that was essentially me trying to get as vulnerable as I could. And the whole part of my unique, the whole kind of like base around my unique act was kind of showing yourself that you can get through like mm. those kind of absolutely like horrendous mental states and going through the ringer with everything, still pulling yourself through, but then always feeling like there's something holding you back. And it's not until the very end of the routine where I put like the harness kind of horse bit on, which was essentially a metaphor to just, I can move, I am Mm. free, but I am, I'm like, I'm also held back slightly yeah and from my own head from my own mouth from my own mind that's what's holding me back totally so it's kind of like I've broken out of this kind of I don't know cloak of Mm. I don't know insecurities and darkness or whatever and I've it repelled away from it and I'm like yeah I'm free but internally in my mind I'm not truly free if that makes Mm, sense it was like a weird kind of like 
almost juxtaposition of like, yeah, burlesque, taking everything off, being all free, being like nude and then like something else. Yeah, especially yeah. since like, I mean, again, people just watch it. I'm going to spoil it. But you, put the, <laughs> but you put the bit in your own mouth, yeah. which I also thought was just like, oh, yeah. oh our own restrictions. Yeah. So it was just very, yeah, very, very yeah. cool, especially because you'd have people who would watch it who are diehard burlesque fans and may mm-hmm. not be super familiar with your previous work. I don't know how, but <laughs> there would be those people who exist. Um, <laughs> we love them. And they would be watching it and seeing something completely different yeah. to those of us who saw like, oh, you are purposely not doing something yeah. on purpose. And yeah. that's kind of really cool as well. Mm. Um, it was a very, very fun show. And it's just me plugging this burlesque now. That's great. <laughs> it's that's great. also what I did. Yeah. June 24th, <laughs> the Astor Theatre. <laughs> Here we go. Let's yeah. go. Oh, I'm working on my hand over act as well. Oh, now I want to ask questions about that, but I know I can't. I'm not doing. I'm not giving it away. I'm, I'm red carpet corresponding. Yes. For, um, well, WXOSA is red carpet corresponding. Oh, that's for, amazing. Which should be really fun. That's so much fun. Yeah, it should be super fun. Ooh. Now that I've said it, I hope that I was allowed to say that. Um, we'll I edit it out. It's hi, fine. Hi, Mel. <laughs> is this allowed? Can I say this? Love you. I'll ask you later. Yeah. <laughs> Hindsight. I'm asking for forgiveness. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not performing. I'm just talking to people. Like, what are you wearing? What are you, um, that's fun though. That's great. Right. I love that. Really, really stupid and fun, and I love that. Um, it's also a way for me to be like, and whoever wins will sit across from me immediately, right, the next day. Yes. As soon as they wake up, <laughs> the 25th, 9 a.m. <laughs> They're like, I've How do you feel? I've, um. I've won. Time to go home. No, no, no. Mm-mm. You're coming with me now. No, 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 no. We're going to go to a studio in a bit. <laughs> in Osborne Park. <laughs> in Osborne Park. That I bet you looks very friendly from the outside at night. <laughs> <laughs> at just 2 a.m. being like, well, I'm, al- I'm allowed to let myself in now. Did you know that? Um, the hen house is lovely, but should be experienced in the daylight. It's um, amazing. Like in most things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, backtracking a little mm-hmm. bit. I'd love to um, just go a little bit more into like how you made that sort of switch from mm. visual into like more physical art mm. forms. Was that just when you decided to start actually putting training to your circus abilities? Like what was that like for you? Yeah, so I always have had an affiliation with art and visual art and performance art and video art and all the fun stuff. And I love doing it. I think it is definitely still ingrained in mm. me. And I always have things like, oh, this could be a really cool idea. Oh, I can do this. And I'm always like just like fiddling with things and like making little stupid projects and whatnot. <laughs> but I think the really defining factor was when I left uni, when I finished my honours, I, I wanted a break. Yeah. I was like, none of this. None of that. <laughs> I don't want to look at a bloody paper. I don't want to look at any, I don't want to hear like any theorists' names ever again. <laughs> Just get out of my life. Um, but then it was when I started to really hone in on training and thinking mm. like, okay, what can I do to kind of merge these two worlds together? Yeah. I started to really love moving. I loved kind of, I don't know. It, I had a, I had a love for circus and yeah, obviously, obviously movement yeah. before. But it wasn't until anyone I'd... who collects those CDs does. <laughs> oh yeah, love I think it. That one is still in my car because I no longer use the CD player oh function. Oh my gosh! Literally, Kuza is still sitting in. Oh, yes. In my car oh, <laughs> in the CD amazing. Yep. Mine was Corteo. Oh, yep. Yeah, love it. Very good. Oh, um, yeah, so I'd always had like an affiliation for moving, but then when I finished my honors, I kind of gave me a whole new perspective on live art and live mm. performance. And then also knowing what I kind of like researched and how, what I found out through doing my honours project was like, oh, I can really hone in on not only my own physicality, but the physicality of the space, the mm. lights, the sound, the energy from the audience. How can I affect all of those different things? And yep. I was just getting so excited to do it. Um, and then a big, actually like a really, really big thing that affected me and kind of where I am now was covid mm-hmm. And that realisation of like, oh, I can't 
like make a nice income off my art, unfortunately. Mm. Let's try and like work as much as I can. And I'm really like a lucky to be working with Connecticut Circus. Yeah. Um, and they were amazing during that time. We were doing online classes and all that fun stuff, which was so much fun. Um, and our community, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and our community over there like followed us and supported us no matter what. So That's we were amazing, like super yeah. lucky to have all the students by our side, and which was amazing. Um, so I looked at kind of what I was putting out in the world, and then I really wanted to start focusing more on my training and more mm. on my like I want to make acts and I want to really progress and I want to upskill. And then having just <laughs> having like a couple of hours every night to go into the studio to record my classes, to do my Zoom classes yeah. and then have like hours after that like to train in the space for free while watching fucking Barbecue's online podcast, right. like her little at-home like yes. video thing, <laughs> Facebook Lives. I was like, this is great. This is this is amazing. Like I love this part of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only part. <laughs> it's very that though. Yeah. The luxury, once we leave like the institutions, I think something mm. that a lot of us like forget is that during the time that you're in those institutions, yeah. you technically have all of this time you're supposed to be practicing. Yes. And so I'd be like, oh, every two hours every day yeah. here and here to like just to warm up my voice and be, ooh, like how, what a privilege. And then mm -hmm. suddenly you're out and it's like, oh, no, no more training. No just more training. telling others what yeah. to do. Yeah. Just, like, just passing it on. And you're like, oh, crap, I yeah. don't. So I definitely get that like COVID would suddenly be like, oh, now you can train. Now the I, space is yours. Yeah, yeah. Having that time to kind of sit alone and actually realize, oh, what do I want to do mm. moving forward was really beneficial to me actually really like kind of going forth and really putting a lot yeah. more effort into burlesque. Do you think you were able to like answer that what do I want question pretty succinctly or is it still like 1,700 different Le things? I mean, it, I feel it will always be that <laughs> thing. Yes. It'll yeah. always be that. But I did, I was able to kind of focus in at least not specifically but I had like a nice little like focused tunnel mm. of what I wanted to produce which was kind of my own artistic qualities in a circus act in a burlesque mm. performance those kind of things and also trying to make routines and make acts that I was proud to put out. So I started yeah. working like little stupid little like headpieces and like making pasties and things like that <laughs> as like little projects yeah. to keep my art side and my like physical creative side kind of going, but also to put that forward into more of a like kind of production piece that I could put on stage yeah, and whatnot. Totally. Yeah, totally. And as like, as well, I don't know what it's been like in other states that you've been to and performed in, but definitely in Perth, as mm. we've sort of decided quite deliciously to just sort of meld most mm. art forms together mm -hmm. <laughs> recently. So it's like drag and burlesque and circus yeah. and yeah. music and all of the things. All cabaret art forms are just squishy right yeah. now, which is kind of <sighs> great. How have you found that? So have you been able to mix the two pretty easily because of that or in spite of that? I think I think it's been pretty easy because I've been, I've been working in like, the drag mm -hmm. scene for a hot second like it's amazing yeah. being like just going to Connie's and being able to perform there has been so so amazing and like inspiring and also to see all the burlesque performances and yeah. miss burlesque and go to the grad shows and go to like all those like fun little like pop-up events here and there <laughs> and be like fortunate enough to actually perform with people yeah and performing those kind of events it's been really fun to see people on stage be like oh I want to try that. Or like see see like someone doing like a really camp drag song and I'm like, oh, I want to do a yeah. fun song like that. And just being inspired by the community as a whole has really helped me kind of like explore different pathways. Like I wouldn't 
think to ever do a circus act where I take clothes off, put a rhinestone apple ball gag in my mouth, <laughs> go up into the ceiling as a pig. Yeah. To Lady Gaga's swine. Like, yes. I would have never thought about doing that, like, four, five, six years ago. Mm. But now I'm like, yeah, that's a Tuesday. Yeah, of course. Yeah, That easy. is camp. Excuse yeah, me. absolutely. <laughs> High camp. High campery. <laughs> Um, okay, well, on high campery, we're going to throw to our break. Um, when we come back, we have a question from one of our listeners. I really want to dive oh, more yeah. into the Perth scene that you've uh, really got a handle on now. Oh. And we're back. I still have the immense privilege of being joined by Matthew Pope, uh, giggling away in the corner. Uh, what lux experiences I'm having here. It's too early. My brain isn't working and I don't know why. Normally it is by this time, but not it's today. Time. That's okay. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk about the local art scene, but mm. we actually have a question from one of our listeners. And I think we should probably start there because I think mm. it's a really good way to like weasel in um, as I explain my process to everybody just to take up some time. Um, <laughs> so this question comes from S, uh, she, her. Do you feel a need to separate your art from everyday life? How do you do that? And what are the benefits slash drawbacks? Mm. Let go. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Cracks knuckles. Yep. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> um, I think, so obviously for me, I'm just going to speak like from my own experiences uh -huh. as being a physical performer. It'd be really weird if you spoke from anybody else. I'm like, right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I am a I'm like so. All the performances that I do are inherently very physical. Mm. Obviously, circus is the nice and up there with the physicality of everything, especially with like the body yes. and having to train and cool it down and warm it up and all that fun stuff. Um, but I think it is important to have not so much a complete disassociation from your onstage persona or your onstage mm. kind of like, I don't know, energies, but it's good for me to just come home and relax or come home and just have my performance kind of stuff in one little room so mm. I can just live my life, have a bath, chill, relax, yeah. not only to kind of give my physical body a break but also give my head a break and give totally. my mental space a break because I like doing fringe for example like we've both just come off a hectic <laughs> fringe season so doing like six seven eight weeks back to back of shows yep. you need time for your body to rest but you need also you also need time for your mental like state to rest as well totally. because that will not only give your like kind of to slowly settle back into like a nice structure and you're like, like, I don't know, everyday life, but also give you time to, if there are new creative ideas, if there are new things coming in, if there are new ideas or like pieces of music I want to use or like mm. costumes I want to make, I'll be able to kind of take them on board and focus more energy towards them rather than being like, I have to keep going, I have to do this. Oh, that's a fun idea. I'll make that tomorrow. And like <laughs> it is important to kind of have a little bit of like a, a lull. So that totally. the highs of creative and or creating things and performing can mm. really sit high. Especially like when you've got art that is not only so personal, mm. but like specifically <clears throat> songs and music pieces that you've chosen and artistic routines that you've done have touched on things we spoke about with the Mixed Less have mm. touched on things that are hard topics. Yeah. That aren't like fun, easy, breezy, chill topics. We love those. Oh, yeah. Those are great. Yeah. But it's not all of what you do. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. Not all of what your makeup is. So if you can't 
shut that off in any specific yeah. way then. So is the room the main way that you do it? You just go, everything lives in there? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. It's more just like me kind of coming home and just relaxing as much mm. as I can. And I have my little, like, I have a bath. I do the whole, like, get my makeup off and, like, you know, getting into some nice comfy clothes and yep. doing whatever, watching stupid YouTube videos. Yeah. Things like that, and you know, there's I, everyone has their own like almost, almost like personal rituals that they do yeah. after or before performances. But yeah, that's just having like a little room and a space where I can just put all my stuff in, have that be slightly separate. Mm. Still, there's like costumes and bloody projects <laughs> all throughout my little house, of course, yeah, everywhere, and it does kind of like blend in together. But it, I do think it is it is important for me to have that little like separation of like all my costumes are there. I'll deal with them. If I want to walk in there, it's good. And also because they are in their own little room, it feels nice to like go in there every now and again and be like, oh, look at all the fun stuff. I'm so excited. I love doing <laughs> oh, this. Yeah, it actually like, gets you excited yeah, it gets to do me the excited. next thing rather yeah. than it like literally being like taking up all the space yeah. in your closet being like, I just want to find my pants. Yeah, and then and then, <laughs> and then then like it, it also is kind of like a little bit of a um, like a hindrance because I'll see all my rhinestones being like, oh, I need a rhinestone that more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to do that more. Oh, I want to make this costume now. So it's it's it is fun. And I think another thing is because I don't necessarily have a very dramatic change of an on-stage yeah. persona because yeah. I don't have a stage name. I use my own my legal name. <laughs> I I use my own name because I didn't see a almost like a I didn't see a difference from yeah, what I wanted yeah. to put on stage for, for or from what I was as a person. And I feel like my creativity and my artistic kind of practice kind of scoped throughout physical art, like mm. visual art and performance art and then circus and then also burlesque. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to separate any of them. I yeah. want to have that as like me because mm. it's not necessarily me putting out another person or another persona on stage it's just an extension of myself yeah so to have that like when I do finish like a massive fringe season I like to just do nothing chill have baths and that's it <laughs> to I love have, have baths <laughs> have baths that's that's the one it's the complete just the complete opposite of everything that you're doing on stage <laughs> do you do that with like your social presence as well because it can be really hard um to like, you know, you open up your phone and you've still got like a million likes and followers yeah. and stuff sitting there, you know, aren't we all blessed for that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but sometimes you just want to like shut all that down too. Is it a, a purpose a decision to like take a break from social media at the same time or do you sort of let that keep churning in the background and ignore it? I think I just ignore it yeah, to good. be quite fair. Yeah. I don't I don't really focus that heavily on mm. it and it, do, it doesn't affect me as much as just like the actual physical sense of yeah. coming home after like a long like 12 and a half hour day totally. just going I just want to sleep and then the next day just slowly waking up and just kind of having my own time I think that's probably the biggest part is having your own time mm. whatever that is yeah like if that's going for a walk or if that's, you know, doing little projects or if that's just like, I don't know, hanging out with like your cat or something, <laughs> just having yeah. your own time to just be with yourself. And then even if that's like, I've definitely done that thing where I'm like, no, I'm going to have an hour in the morning to have my coffee, to sit outside, yeah. to scroll through TikToks. Yeah. And then I'll start my massively <laughs> hectic day. And that little hour is so important to mm. me because I can then just go, okay, I've checked in with myself. I've had a nice start to the morning. Let's let's begin the day. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Something that you mentioned in the first half of your answer to this question mm -hmm. and something that I think we should probably scream about as a PSA for a little bit is a cool down. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's really important to me. <laughs> it matters so much. And when I mention it to people, it's like they've never heard it before. But for singing, uh, like it's yeah. so important. It's like, so if, important. If I go yeah. out and belt a super high note and then just drop back into my speaking voice immediately afterwards, that's like that's you damaging. You no. can't do that. You've yeah. got to bring it back down. So talk about like a cool down in a physical sense for us. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it's – it's one of those things where, like, I will. I'm. I'm typically really good at cooling down. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. But then the next day, I'm like, wow, looks <laughs> like I'm gonna add an extra thirty minutes to my warm up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is. It you just gotta. You like you can't. Oh, I was. <laughs> I was trying to think about like a car analogy. Okay. And then I remembered that I know nothing about cars, <laughs> and I was gonna be like. Oh yeah, it's like starting up a car in really cold weather, and it, you can't just go straight in. You got to let yep. the engine run for a little bit to warm well, everything up. To then, can I try a car? Yeah, analogy? please, please. So what if? So if you know what a manual is, maybe oh, maybe yeah. I'm too old to know. Like now, and people are gonna be like, manuals don't exist anymore. How dare you? I drive a manual. Great, awesome. Okay, cool. They still yeah. exist. That's nice. Um, <laughs> just your your finger on the pulse. Me. You Welcome. Know. Here we <laughs> Hello. are. I've told you they still exist, so they exist. Um, so in a manual car, if you start off in first gear, oh. and then you go to second, and you go to third. You go to fourth, that's all fine. You can't yeah. immediately go back down to one, you will stall. You, uh-huh. That's just how and it's going to be. And the whole car will explode. And the, yeah, it will Entire <laughs> thing, yep. Yep, immediately just burst into flames. Yep, and you that's will create a black hole. <laughs> yep. The Hadron Collider, no. Nope. Nothing. Going Nothing from fifth to, to first. <laughs> You've got five gears in your car. I only went to four. Oh, my God. <laughs> But you can't just jump back down to one. Yeah. Like there will be there is there will be something that will stall. There mm-hmm. will be something that won't like it, mm-hmm. and maybe not immediately, but it will eventually show up. Yep. And it's similar in a cool down. Yes, you can't just go from like your most extreme pose mm-hmm. to then sitting in your car just yeah. being like stationary and yeah. still. Yeah, like I am. I am nine times out of ten. If you see me after a performance, I am somewhere on the floor mm. doing like little crunches or doing like some form of stretching because I need to to. A, last, a yeah. whole fringe season. Yeah. And just because I need to make sure that my body is capable of doing multiple performances at the level that I want to, yeah. there will be nights and there will be days where I'm like, I can't go 10 out of 10 extreme mm. because I'm going to break, but I will go like 8.5 or like maybe like a 7.9. Mm. But I'll still put on a amazing show. I just know that I have to preserve my body there's actually something really interesting in that too is that like on those nights where you physically mm. can't extend your pinky toe as far as you yeah. want to, there's something really cool that you can do as a performer that mm-hmm. is beyond what the body can physically do in your engagement to audiences, yes. in your acting, yes. in your performance style <laughs> that still gives the audience 100% just yeah. in different areas. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's been times where I've wanted to go full out mm-hmm. but then I remember, okay, no, I can't because – this is just like, you know, a little a little performance that I'm doing. I have more high-intensity performances that I'm doing coming up. Yeah. Like I can't – I don't want to go out of the gate full, like full-on, full-throttle in a burlesque performance because mm-hmm. the next show I'm doing is like aerial silks. <laughs> I have to, <laughs> yes. I have to yeah. give myself a little bit of break. Like if I'm feeling amazing and my mm. body is like ready to go, I will go full out for all of them. Yeah, totally. And I'll be able to do that because I've either done a good warm-up or I have listened to my body. Mm. I've cooled down my body as well and I have, you know, made sure that we're, we're all happy. We're all a big old happy family. <laughs> we're all ready to go. We're in the car. We're going to work. <laughs> Back in the car. Let's like get a, we, car analogy. The car. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I think that, because like, it's also something that I'm sure you work on with your students as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, the yeah. sense of, like, the way that they perform. Because it's something that I've been experiencing a lot during Fringe is mm. the most incredible and very, very talented technical performers. Mm. And it's, like, the tech that they can do is yeah. great. And you're like, wow, it's a trick. I could never do that yep. trick ever. But because everything is so internalized, it's all, like, just in front of them and just yep. for their body. They and so they connect. can't give it to the audience. So mm-hmm. the audience just goes... Ah, split or ah, spin. Mm-hmm. Okay, but mm-hmm. it, that's sort of the extent of it because you haven't given to them in a performance style. How do you mm. teach performance and stage presence? That's rough. It, it it is really really tricky. I I always kind of come at it from don't think, just do. <laughs> Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, if you think about things too much, you're going to be kind of holding yourself back and your head is going to be much louder than the music mm. you're trying to listen to. Do you mean like in the sense of don't think through exactly what a handstand entails yeah. sort yeah. of thing? Yeah, okay. Like just cr- try and switch off a little bit so yeah. that you're not listening to yourself going, here, split, hold, grab, oh, smile, ding, okay, and then this, and then this. Just the like, music is so yeah, moody and in the, the mu- meantime. <laughs> yeah, and then you've lost track of counts, then everything, and then trying to listen to the music and just feel it. Mm. Because if you do that, and what I've found is if anything goes wrong, you're not so held up on, oh, my God, I missed this step. I, how am I going to recover? Oh, mm. I've missed this rap. Oh, I, I, I've missed – I'm not in the right time of the music. Everything's going wrong. This is the worst thing. Yeah. I mess up now. I'm like, oh, well, looks yeah. like we're doing a little bit of improv. Let's go. <laughs> you people down there, you get a nice fun show. Like, I don't care mm. because I know that it's theatre. It's not going to go – exactly the same every single night, that's impossible. Yeah, and that's why people are seeing live theatre and not watching a video. Absolutely. So if I've had students who are so caught up in, I do this skill at this time of the music, and if I don't, it's over. <laughs> we, we it, game over. Yeah. I leave the state. It, we can't continue. And I'm like, state. we just, <laughs> we just <Okay>. got. <laughs> but I, it's, but it's like I, I've had yeah. students who have are so hell bent on like, no, it has to be like this. It has to be this specific and this like detail oriented. And I'm mm. like, just allow yourself a little bit of breathing time, mm. not only for yourself but also for the routine because you don't want to make this routine that is so cookie cutter every single night. You want to have some flow because that will not only give the audience something like fun, but it will mm. give you fun. You will totally. have fun doing it. Like, it also allows them time to take in what yeah. you've done as well. Because if you're going from like from trick to trick, trick to trick, 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 yeah. people aren't going to absorb any of that. And they'll just go, oh, tricks, uh, uh, clap, tricks. Yeah. Do I clap now? When do I, when am I allowed to clap? Yeah. And then you come off stage and you're like, oh, I did that. That was nice. Don't really think about mm. it too much because you're your like mental capacity is so like like already filled with all of the skills you want to do and how you did it and how oh I didn't hit this music yeah. timing beat so therefore the whole thing was shit like yeah. things like that it's one of those hard things to do but once you do start to just like relax a little bit more it is so beneficial it also like this is just where from a totally different perspective as a musician yeah it's like when you do get the privilege of working with live musicians yeah you're gonna have to like you're gonna have yeah, to calm have to, down a yeah. little bit um just because like they're looking at what you're doing and they're also timing like their next thing based yeah. on what you're doing physically and yeah. it's like a collaborative effort mm. but if you're like you did it at 2.13 and it's supposed to be at 2.14, then I'm like, I don't know where that is. 
what do you mean? Do I don't you... know where I am. What? What are you talking about? But that, that was one of the best things. Like I was so, so fortunate and lucky to work with Bernie Dita and oh her God. amazing yes. band. And every single night, just, just like having the live band there mm. reacting to what I was doing and then I was reacting to how they were playing. Yep. It was just... Ooh, it was so good, and <laughs> me and the, uh, me and their drummer Cyprus, we would we would just like peas in the pod. Yeah, he would be kind of like giving a like a big old like ending and mm. crescendo, and I would be feeling it, and then we'd both just hit the note at the same time, and it would just feel so good. And then everyone's there, the ah, oh, was so much fun, and just yeah. being able to kind of just relax and do a performance and just feel it out the whole time rather yeah. than being so hell-bent on, like, when I have to do the certain skills. It allowed me to kind of play around with the other people in the space, yeah. whether that is Bernie singing, whether that is, like, you know, Cypress on drums or, like, anyone. Mm. And then it also allowed me to feel the audience. Like, yes. there will be times where, like, some, like, drunk white woman is sitting in the front <laughs> row. She's screaming and crying and doing everything. And I look directly at her and she's like, oh, deceased, I'm done. Like, oh, my God, the performer <laughs> looked at me. What am I going to do? How am I going to live? So it's things like that where I'm like, you can react to how other people are, like, responding to you. And it's mm. just, it's an amazing experience. And then it's also... This is a really long answer. I'm so sorry. Oh, I love this answer. We've done a lot of things. This is great. Throw in another car analogy. Yeah, if you can. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see. I'll try. Um, no, but like if I think when you do start to have that little bit of like ease, mm. you'll be able to do more, um, oh, what's the word? You'll be able to pick things up a little bit easier mm. if anything goes wrong. Totally. Like if your music just stops working you'll be able to pick that up if it does start. Or just be like, you know what, why not? Let's just do it to no music. Or you'll be able to improvise and you'll be able to kind of work not only professionally, but it will be a lot like more beneficial to you as a performer mm. because you'll have a lot more skills that yes. if anything does go wrong, you'll be able to pick it up then and there on the spot easy. Because mm. almost in those sort of environments with a live audience, mm. it's your biggest ability may not actually be like your flips and dips or yeah. your high notes or your spins or whatever yeah. you're doing in the moment. It's your ability to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And react and then mm. respond as mm. well. Like if if something goes wrong with the lights or anything, you can't be there in the air going, I'm still doing the skills because I still need to hit the music <laughs> time even yeah. though we're in a blackout. Well, that's fine. And yeah, it's really good. And then that'll help you in other areas of performance as well yeah totally. like a costume goes wrong if a hairpiece goes wrong if someone else something happens to someone else on stage you'll be able to kind of like you know impromptuly jump in and help them out totally yeah and is that just something that you think comes with time it comes with yeah. time and it comes with experience but it also comes with just allowing yourself to physically relax mm. like i am i'm a i'm a huge huge advocate for just improvisation mm. like there is something so powerful about someone going out on stage and just reacting to the audience and the music and feeling it in the yeah. moment I've done go that go see some jazz yeah, <laughs> yeah. genuinely go see honestly, some honestly yes legit yeah. like that's oh so like that is a really good example of something so powerful just coming out with people vibing it out mm -hmm. and feeling it and then there'll be times where like you don't even know what you're doing you don't even know you are capable of doing that. Yep. And then it will come out and you're like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Didn't know I could do that. I wonder if I could recreate it. No, you yeah, can't. Never. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Oh, yeah. You can never recreate you, it. No. Never, not even if you try. Um, so I guess, kiddos, cool down. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we 
we were talking about. Yeah, uh, cool down. Um, <laughs> look after your body. Have baths. They're good. Um, <laughs> no, you should just summarise it. Don't rely on Nurofen. Um, cars, manuals still exist. Great. Um, you can't go from f- from fifth to first. Uh-huh. Um, this is great. Improvise things. Go see jazz. Go see Done. jazz. Jazz. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> End of show. <laughs> End of show. Forever. <laughs> Final episode. We're now going to leave jazz. you with 45 minutes of, of just jazz. jazz. <laughs> oh, my God. Improvised jazz. But that's, like, honestly something I wish I was taught in my yeah. degree was improvisation and jazz yeah. is, like, taught improvisation. Absolutely. And it's been, like, the most important part mm-hmm. of everything that I've learned. Mm-hmm. So, which is, was it the same in visual arts from that side of things too? A little bit. Like, all of my, like, perform- so I did more performance pieces yes, yeah. and then I would either film them or respond to the performances in, like, sculpture yeah. or anything like that. And that was kind of having an idea, having a kind of, I guess, a, a, I guess a little, like, kind of research, some, like, method statement or something yeah. like that, like a research statement. And then just seeing what I could do. Yeah. There'll be so many times where I'd lock myself in one of the white wall gallery spaces with like a bunch of like random props. And I'm like, cool, <laughs> what are we doing? Where do these go? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then that also helped me be able to put together like at least a skeleton of a routine on like, mm. you know, aerial silks or trapeze or something. Totally. And then just allowing myself to like just to feel things out and mm. play around. Yeah. Because it's just, it, it gives you more enjoyment it's doing a, that. It's a really great reminder um, that the work doesn't, when you're working, quote unquote, yeah. people see the work on yeah. stage or in the space yeah. and whatever, and that's, they're going, great, that's what you're being paid for. Is yeah. that five minute act or whatever? But no, yeah. it, the work is everything that came before that moment on stage. The years that's just the years. result. Yeah. That the work happened prior and that's yeah. actually what you're going to pay for. And that's Absolutely. what you're going to experience. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think we talked about everything and we solved all the world's problems. We're done. I we mean, did it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's next? <laughs> what's next is I actually need all of your social media plugs so that oh. everybody can find you and follow you and all of the delicious things like that. Amazing. Um, so on Instagram, where I think I'm most active, it's mm-hmm. Matthew X Pope because Instagram is not letting me have Matthew Pope. Because <gasps> you has, can't be a Pope? Someone else has Matthew Pope and no. they don't post as much as I will on oh. Instagram. If you're listening to this, I will take Matthew Pope and I will use it and I will use your platform and amazingly. Okay. Um, yeah, so I will make you so much more free I've, content. I've sent you so many emails about this and you haven't responded to me. I, do, I, I still love you, Instagram. It's fine. Um, yes, yeah, so Matthew X Pope on Instagram. Matthew Pope slash artist on Facebook. Yeah. And then I'm on TikTok. <laughs> the way you said that was like, I'm not there for you. <laughs> I did one TikTok that went slightly viral over COVID uh-huh. and that's it. Great. Yep. And cool. I think I'm Matthew Pope 65 or some number because oh. I don't know. Okay. But if you find me on TikTok, I'm there. <laughs> I don't do much, but I'm there. <laughs> I'll put the links in the show notes and you can all tell me if uh, if Matthew's there or yeah, not. Yeah, please. please. Let I, us know I, if Matthew's there. Because I don't know. <laughs> you're there, but you're not. You're there for your one hour of scrolling. I'm there for my little scrolling time. Mm, yeah, in it's the bar. Not for you. No, it's not for me. <laughs> It's actually not for the people. No. It's not, genuinely not. Yeah. Okay. And as always, if you like this podcast, you can like us across social media, rate and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app, or send us a question to waexposepod at gmail.com. And we'll ask our next incredible guest. Thank you, Matthew, for joining Thank me. Thank you so much for having Just me. so much fun. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA expose. The vocal warm-ups now don't yeah. make a lot of sense to me, but... but it's, <laughs> people come back, we're like, hi. Hello. 
Hello, I'm still joined with Matthew Pope. <laughs> I was like, oh. what has happened? When I listen to that back, I'm going to want to die. Mm. All right, that's great for me. Thank you. <laughs> Just put it in the end. Yeah, have you heard the end bloopers before? <laughs> <laughs>